The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to Psalm 22, we'll begin our reading together with verse 22 after a word of prayer together. Father, it is in Jesus' name that I come now asking for your grace and power for the preaching time today that we could be a blessing to your people. Lord, strengthen us for this good work and give your good word free course and liberty in the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. In Jesus' name, and for Jesus' sake I pray, amen and amen. Psalm 22, verse 22. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard, My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him and none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come, and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born. 
that he hath done this. We looked the last couple of weeks at that bitter experience of the tree, and we saw Christ under great anguish of soul. As he became our sin, he endured a great separation in which God was distant and God was silent toward him. Christ suffered this that we might not have to be treated thus from God. Christ became our sin and he is that propitiation for our sins. And now we can find an answer from the Lord when we cry unto him. And now we and then we looked at that affliction of body that he endured, and how the suffering physically by his adversaries there on the cross, such as the Roman soldiers, was motivated. It was fueled by those wicked adversaries of the unseen hosts, those principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places, and how they encircled our Lord, and like strong bulls of Bashan, they would trample him under their feet. Like the savage lions, they would tear him into pieces. Like the snarling dogs, they would threaten and wound him. But now he is not suffering. Now he is not bleeding, not dying on a tree. There has been life through resurrection. And now our Lord has a blessing. It is that blessed experience upon his throne. I believe in verse 22, the church is in view. The great congregation. We can compare this with Hebrews 2, 9 through 12, and I believe the church can be seen. For certain Christ's coming is in view. In verses 23 through 26, he must come before he can set up his kingdom. I believe the kingdom is mentioned. Obviously, it is by name, but I believe it is speaking to that time of the Lord's kingdom upon this earth. In verse 28, the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. The government shall be, praise God, upon his shoulders one day. What a day that will be when Jesus is reigning as king and governor. We've got some governors today, some mayors and presidents and princes. Particularly in this land, we have an administration, almost, can we say it, it is a regime trying to destroy America, trying to deny God his rightful place in our hearts, in our homes, and in our land. But one day, all this world will be under the righteous rule of the Son of God. The government shall be upon his shoulders, and he shall be the governor among the nations. He will rescue Israel. Verses 23 and 24, Israel is called upon to praise and fear the Lord, for he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. God will one day look upon the affliction and trouble of Israel and come to their rescue in that time of the tribulation period. And in the battle of Armageddon, he will destroy their foes. 
and he will then return with his church. Yes, he will come with the great congregation. His praise. He will praise with this great congregation. Praise will be among the church. He will pay his vows uh, to this great congregation. Promises have been made to the church. And God will pay off all of these vows one day. And he will not only rescue Israel, return with his church, but he's going to reward the meek in that day. Matthew 5, 5, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The meek have a special place in God's heart, and their day is coming. Verse 26, the meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. But also, uh, the crown is in view. His church, his coming, but the crown of Christ. The kingdom is the Lord's. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord. He will be remembered by the nations. He will be revered by the nations. They shall turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. He will be worshipped the world over. He will be ruling among the nations. The nations will bow before him, verse 29. They will serve him, verse thirty. And they will proclaim before him that he hath done this. It could be said, as it is written in the New Testament, John 19.30, it is finished. Brethren, this psalm should cause us as the saints of God to bow in humble reflection upon what Christ has done. It should cause the sinner to bow in humble repentance because of what Christ has done for him. O Jesus Christ died for your sins, dear sinner. He is the only way that you shall find refuge from the wrath of God that's coming. He is the only one who can give you salvation who can rescue you from your sins, who can deliver you out from under the burden of your sins, who can pay off that impossible debt that your sin has brought between you and before you and God. He is the only one who can redeem your soul from the destruction and out from the hand of the enemy. If you would miss hell and reach heaven, then you had better bow before the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. No man can be saved apart from our Lord Jesus Christ. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What name is this preacher? Back up a couple of verses, Acts 4, verse 10. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that men can and that men must 
be saved. Do you know our Lord Jesus Christ? Have you been born again? You know, it is still a requirement of God to be born again. You must be born again. Not of man, nor of the will of the flesh, but of God. To be born from above. To be regenerated. To be born of God's Spirit. To have that spiritual and supernatural work wherein God, by His Spirit, cuts away, circumcises the heart, and implants a new nature and makes you a new creature and births you into the family of God. Would you come to Christ today? Would you call on Him? It is a matter of repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Recognize your sins. Call on Christ, O sinner. Come to the Savior today. I beg you, I implore you, but God commands you. Repent or perish. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.